Hey everyone, thanks for joining us again on the Brawn Body Podcast. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome on Atanas Velev onto the show to talk about Tremona Foods, Tremona Yogurt, and his personal story. If you don't know who Atanas is, you're going to love him after this episode. Uh, he is the founder and chief yogurt officer of Tremona Yogurt, which currently makes Bulgarian-style yogurt from grass-fed cow's milk with farms all located in the U.S. Most of them are in Chenango County in New York, and the company offers both yogurt, as you kind of know it, and superfood blends of yogurt, aka Yogurt 2.0, and I will... Uh, say, honestly, this is my favorite kind of yogurt. And whenever I get the chance to buy some of this stuff, I stock up. And for more on Atanas and Tremona yogurt, you can find them on Instagram or at tremonafoods.com. So with that, Atanas, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. And thank you for having me here. We have a lot to talk about um, yogurt and nutrition. So let's just start. Yeah, sounds good. So starting off with Tremona Foods and the company itself. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that all got started? Because I know you yourself immigrated to the United States from Bulgaria in 1991. So you kind of have a unique kind of story here with starting a company in the US. Yeah, I have some crazy bio then I have <laughs> to tell you this. I'm an agricultural engineer of tropical and subtropical farming by trade and um but i'm also a musician who likes to play rock uh, ballads and bluegrass music wow. so <laughs> i do that in between now it's just a hobby obviously <laughs> so uh yeah how that whole thing started i mean first i'm bulgarian born in bulgaria and in bulgaria um yogurt is a staple in a healthy food diet for Bulgarians. So we don't eat it just like dessert or snack. Mm -hmm. We just eat it every day, it's just part of our meal. It's just imagine as what espresso is for the Italians. That's what <laughs> yogurt is for Bulgarians. Just you say yogurt and, and that's it. So, um, and when I immigrated to the States, uh, it was some exchange program, agricultural program, so of course I was missing yogurt because I went to the stores. I could not find yogurt that would taste the one from back home. Right. As we all know, not all yogurts, not all dairy is created equal. That's a, that's a huge topic to, you know, to uh, discuss. But uh, I started making my own yogurt at home. And that was for like 18, probably 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I had no intention to start a commercial production, but see where I am now? I did. <laughs> so, and I was using uh, actually uh, what they call it a black, uh, not black, but uh, back slopping method. Mm -hmm. So you make yogurt, you save a little bit, uh, and you use a few spoons to put in warm milk, cover it with blankets. Next morning you have it. It's that easy to make it at home. Now they have yogurt making machines and everything. But that's how I made it for so long. And uh, yeah, kind of using the cultures from one batch to uh, create and feed the next one. Exactly. And let me just mention this, you know, I'm just going to brag a little bit. <laughs> five, five and a half years ago, yeah, it was 2015. I was on NPR, which I couldn't believe it. I was like, mm -hmm. wow. So they, um, and uh, the subject with yogurt, of course, and they asked me how I made it. And that's where I learned the term uh, backslapping method, actually. 
that's how we use it. But in, in uh, commercial production, you cannot do that <laughs> because, you know, it's just a few jars at home in your kitchen. Yes, but you do it different way. So, and yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to say. Interesting. Now, you mentioned that you're on NPR, and I know we were talking before, you're also, uh, you spoke at the Library of Congress twice. So can you talk a little bit about those experiences and your uh, press stories there? Yeah, that was very exciting. When I heard about it, I was like, wow, I'm going to the Congress. No, you don't go to the Congress, you go to the library. So, <laughs> but it's still very exciting because they have different groups, they have different interests. And this was, was um, like a international group of uh, some cooking uh, club. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it was awesome. All the questions that people asked. And I have this PowerPoint presentation, like 13, 14 slides maybe. And um, they really, really liked it because I just wanted to make it very interesting. And because I've done talks like this and the minute I spot someone looking at the ceiling, I'm like, all right, I got to throw a joke in. People <laughs> get bored. <laughs> so, and I started with something by showing my coffee trees, which I grow at home, mm -hmm. lemon trees is something just to prove that I'm an agriculture engineer of tropical farming. So I was like, oh, what does that have to do with yogurt? I'm like, you'll hear all about it. And it went very well. And that's why they invited me next year, you know, back <laughs> to, to do it. But people were like, wow, you know, the times like, oh, really? Is that right about yogurt? Is it really yogurt Bulgarian and not Greek? But yeah, that's what it is. Lactobacillus bulgaricus. Bulgaricus. It was given the name by scientists because it's discovered in Bulgaria. It's found naturally in, the, in, the, um, in nature. And that was very, very interesting to the audience because they thought it was Greek yogurt or Icelandic yogurt or Turkish yogurt. Yep. Well, the bacteria that makes all yogurts around the globe is Bulgarian. It seems to be that like certain types of yogurt are really trending. Like everyone's like, oh my gosh, the Greek yogurt. Oh my gosh, Icelandic skier or whatever. And, you know, with that, I'm sure that's challenging from a business perspective to kind of reel people back in from the hype and say, look, this might be the marketing that you're hearing, but this is what is actually going on, so to speak. What actually is going on, Dan, is this. Uh... I'm just gonna say something about Greek yogurt and I hope nobody gets offended if it's Greek or a Greek descent. And because we have hundreds of Greek customers either born in Greece or just born here and raised here. When they taste our Trimona Bulgarian yogurt, they say, this is Greek yogurt mm -hmm. in Greece. Here, and I'm not afraid to say it publicly, Greek yogurt is just a made up thing, marketing thing. What is Greek yogurt? By definition, it's just strained yogurt. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? And that goes to Icelandic yogurt, the same thing. And they will admit it because they know how it's made. So you remove the liquid fraction of the whey protein mm -hmm. and just you leave the casing. There's some whey protein left because it, it's very hard to remove all of it. Right. I strain it sometimes for certain recipes, but I don't throw the whey out. I either drink it or use it as a soup thickener or some other things. Right, because there's a so, lot of nutrients within that and oh, yeah. people are just wasting it otherwise. Absolutely, there's so many people that dump it in the sink. I'm like, don't do that. Just mix it back in. Uh, that's what you have to do. If you want to make it thicker, yeah, go ahead. You know, what can we say? But this is what these yogurts are. They're just trained yogurts and because the word 
Greek cells, and that's what they chose. So everyone now knows what Greek yogurt is, which is wrong, and this is not going away. That's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, we have this um, funny um, uh, tagline, if you want to call it, or motto, which says, let the Greeks have their philosophers, leave mm-hmm. the yogurt to us. <laughs> and people laugh about it, taking pictures of our, you know, banners when we go to trade shows and stuff it's just that you know uh it's not a joke but it, it's funny <laughs> it is and i think it really speaks to the kind of stereotypical nature of america in today's day and age is we took something so what we're calling greek yogurt in this case and we americanized it we spruced it up to make it look appealing. We added in some sugar and, you know, gave it a cool label that says like fat free or something, tried to make it sound healthy, tried to make it taste good. And people just consume this stuff over and over and over again from the market because of the marketing piece. And they never really get to appreciate or understand the taste of actual yogurt, of legitimate yogurt. And when they do at first, I'm sure there's probably some people that you've kind of done at taste testings and stuff that have just been surprised, like, wow, is this actually what yogurt tastes like? Because they've become so accustomed, so to speak, to the lower quality, poorer quality stuff that's just being marketed a certain way. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I and mean, I have, a, as I said, I have big experience with that. When I spoke to all these people, they would come to my table and mostly women, because this is the shopping power in America. <laughs> so they would, <laughs> they would come to me and says, oh, is this Greek yogurt? That was the first question. The second is, how is it different from Greek? What is Bulgarian yogurt? You guys make things up here. I was like, no, no, there's a country, Bulgaria, near Greece and Turkey, and we all make yogurt the same way. But here, what you guys know is you know, Greek yogurt, which is strained yogurt, and made thicker, maybe more palatable, but you get rid of nutrients. We already said that. So um, what I had to prove and first educate, you know, tell people, listen, this is, the Bulgarian yogurt is actually the mother of all yogurts. Mm-hmm. First thing you hear is laugh because people think, I'm, again, I'm just playing with them. No. And then when I explain about the bacteria, where it comes from and then what it does and and then the process of straining and why you should not strain the yogurt. That's another thing. And then, you know, it's, I know taste is king, mm-hmm. but we got to look at the other things. We got to read the labels. Yep. We have to know what it is. Original yogurt is supposed to be tangy, tart, like ours is, because the pH is so low. Mm-hmm. It's like 3.6, 3.7, I would say. And, um, so most yogurts are like four and above four. I don't know, your listeners know about this, you know, pH is actually the concentrations, the hydrogen ions and just define the, the acidity of uh, the food in this case. Mm-hmm. And so the lower the pH, uh, the lower the sugar. So everyone is reading the label, looking for something for high protein, low sugar. I've never seen the reverse, right? right. Oh, you need something low protein, high sugar. No, nobody asked for that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, high protein, that's a different topic. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be that high, but, but sugar, yes. 
So that's what defines actually the Bulgarian yogurt. It's low sugar, but it's tasty, creamy, because we use um, milk from uh, Jersey cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called A2 milk. I mean, there's a company called A2 milk. I'm going to say milk from A2 cows. Yep. Be more correct. Um, and uh, it's the uh, fat content is high. And this mm-hmm. is what we want. Mm-hmm. First, fat was demonized, cholesterol and all that then. But that's, again, different topic. <laughs> now people are looking for uh, for, uh, for yogurt. There it's, there it's whole milk yogurt. Mm-hmm. But again, the quality, it depends where it comes from. Is it a factory farm that the cow's been fed with uh, uh, corn and, and grain? Or is it um, the cows are raised on pasture and so on? So... Um, yeah, I mean, I went on. <laughs> I carried away. <laughs> I do the same thing all the time. No worries. And uh, I mean, we're dropping all kinds of gems here already. And I'm really excited to uh, dive into these further in our nutritional uh, superfood microbiome yogurt kind of episode specifically. Um, if you're listening, this is going to come out Wednesday. So this episode that we're currently recording will be released on Monday. The next one will be released on Wednesday. And that's going to be one that obviously you're not going to want to miss because we're talking about all kinds of great things here. Um, so kind of on everything we've talked about right now, obviously there's been a huge challenge for you because you have the legitimate gold mine as far as yogurt is concerned here. This is the best of the best. This is the highest quality and I know that you've taken so much time and effort into the, to put into Tremono yogurt and Tremono foods. Um, how, like, we've kind of talked about some of the obstacles already. How have you kind of overcome all of these different challenges and obstacles that have kind of stood in your way, so to speak? I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit before, and now it's time for your answer, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah. First, actually, Dan, I want to mention this. We recently moved our production to central Pennsylvania near, really? near Bucknell College. Really? Okay. Yes. That's um, actually about an hour and a half from where I am right now. Really? Um, <laughs> I'm down in uh, Anvil, PA, which is kind of near Hershey area. So, yeah, I'm kind of familiar with up there. Awesome. That's, that's uh, I mean, we, we, we made that move because we really, f- we found even better quality milk with stores from Amish farms and uh, which have the, we, we call it A2A2 tested cows, mm-hmm. which means um, this breed is, uh, the bull is A2 and mm-hmm. the cow is A2. So uh, the genetic type is just solid A2, which is very important. And I'm just gonna mention what A2 milk is. Yep. Listeners probably know, but there's two types of milk, A1 and A2. You can find a lot of information on the internet. I'm just going to briefly mention. So A1 milk is the one that actually caused the problem mm-hmm. because there's one of one of the amino acids in this milk protein called beta casein has mutated and from histidine becomes proline. No, wrong. From proline becomes histidine, mm-hmm. which actually triggers some kind of discomfort and our immune system doesn't really recognize it and that's why it acts um, against. So that's why a lot of people say, oh, I cannot drink milk, dairy, whatever, because of that. But we use the other one, the A2 beta casing, which has not shown to have uh, um, 
that kind of effect on a human body. So uh, to answer your questions, uh, I mean, it was a very tough decision for me to make when, we, when I started the company. Mm -hmm. Should I call it Bulgarian yogurt? I mean, the, the, uh, the products. Trimona is actually short for Trimontium. That's a Latin name. It's a, um, for the uh, city that I'm from in Bulgaria, the second largest city. When it was under Roman Empire. It was called Trimontium. That's mm. why the Romans called it. So Trimona is like a slang in, in Bulgaria. So I just picked it for that. So Bulgarian yogurt. This is like a you know, two-edged sword mm -hmm. because who knows what Bulgarian is. But on the other hand, hey, if we make it popular, then it, we're going to make difference. Otherwise, we're going to be just like any other yogurt. Mm -hmm. So I thought for like probably three months, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you just, I go to bed. I'm like, yes. Then I wake up. No, yes, no, yes, no. So <laughs> at the end is Bulgarian yogurt. And I think I, I made the right decision. Uh, but still this, uh, the risk that I had back then, I mean, still exists. I mean, people still don't know what Bulgarian yogurt is. Mm -hmm. So we have to, thank God, we have this podcast now. That's going to help, you know? Yeah, Maybe 200 people will, will hear about it and learn about it. So that was something that really, uh, you know, I, I struggled with. And, you know, I just have to keep educating and, and continue doing that. Definitely. Um, so as we said, a lot of obstacles, you've kind of overcome them. You keep, you keep moving forward. And one thing I want to point out for those listening too, because we threw out a lot of big terms. We threw out A2 milk. We threw out grass-fed cows. We threw out that they're raised in America, in Pennsylvania, actually. And a lot of people listening are probably like, okay, this is clearly extremely healthy. So I'm probably going to have to shell out an arm and a leg to buy this yogurt at the, my nearest store. I know they have um, on the Tremona Foods website, there's actually a store locator. So you can look up where you can go to, to buy this yogurt. But when it comes to the price, from what I've seen and experienced, you're no more expensive and in some cases cheaper than some of the other yogurt companies out there. And the quality is unmatched. You're using higher quality product. There's a lot less sugar. Maybe the sugar one can taste a little bit more like a dessert yogurt, so to speak. But I'm not here for a dessert yogurt. I'm here for something that's going to have a positive effect on my body. And again, not only do you have that, but from a price standpoint, it's very reasonable, if not a steal for the consumer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you put sugar in yogurt, it just defeats the purpose. Yeah. Yogurt is considered to be a food as to be used as medicine. Mm -hmm. And actually, there was a great convention in 2014 in Kripalu Yoga Center in the Berkshires in Massachusetts that um, I attended it as a, I wasn't a speaker, but one of the, uh, the sponsors there. But I get to meet with a lot of doctors, nurses. Dan, I'm telling you, it just very few people knew about nutrition. I was, I was surprised. Mm -hmm. Uh, why did I mention this? Uh, because um, uh, it's it's one of those things that we nowadays we think something like, like food just because we were told there was good and but we don't think about it. We just have to taste it to ourselves, read the liter scientific literature, and find out what actually does. As I said, you know, if you put the sugar, it defeats the purpose. 
it has to be, this yogurt has to be looked at as medicine. I know medicine is not the, probably the right word to use because people will be thinking, oh, am I popping pills in my mouth? No, it's just a delicious food. It could help <laughs> you without popping pills. Yep, exactly. So, <laughs> and, and people spend all this money on probiotic supplements and it's like, why not buy the real thing? <laughs> exactly. Spe- speaking of probiotics, I mean, we have this uh, lab tests to taste, uh, not to taste, but to test the, um, uh, the, the, the count, you know, the, the colony forming units in all the probiotic strains that we have. And I have to tell you, they're in the billions. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that just because I have the lab results. I'm not just saying it because everyone can check that and, we, and that's available to the public if they want it. And because we have very long shelf life, why so long? Because of the life probiotics, because of the process that we use, because of the, the good quality of the milk and all that, you know, when you put together, there you go. So mm-hmm. close to the shelf life, which is like 11 weeks, 12 weeks, we, they were still in, I, I doubted that we we're going to see this high amount of probiotics there. And it was still in billions. I'm like, whoa, of course, <laughs> it's better if you get it fresher, you know, like two, three weeks or within a month. Mm-hmm. But most of, the, most of the time we sell it within a month anyways. It doesn't stay on the shelf for that long. So people get even more benefits this way because they get a lot more probiotics. And then we'll touch on that, what probiotics do uh, to us when, when you want. Yep. So um, for now, we'll take a uh, stop on this episode. So okay. for those listening, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Podcast and hearing from Atanas all about Uh, Tremona Foods and about how the company got started and all the amazing things that they're doing. And make sure you come back on Wednesday to listen in more about the nutritional aspects of the yogurt, the superfoods that they're using, and more.